0: Hit the button. Okay. And, uh, Where's the funnies? There's no funnies. <laughs> 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 what? What? I oh know. Well, there's no funnies. Well, the fact that we've had to Google terrible jokes <laughs> <laughs> for start of the podcast is a sign <laughs> that we Chris don't have any funnies. Interest decided, even those were read too one terrifying. of them. <laughs> year. Uh Number forty-three. Why do you never see elephants hiding in trees? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're so good at it. See?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. You should do your optician one just. Before.
0: Yeah.
1: <sighs> Come on.
2: You'll never guess who I bumped into on my way to my eye test. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs>
0: Do you know that there's a company making glass coffins? Remains yeah. to be seen. <laughs> if they're successful. You see, you just jumped. You I, just know, I know, you did you I know. You just crashed the
1: line. You, know you just crashed the line. I heard it before. Right, uh, anyway. Well, okay. Right, Here we are. Start, let's go. Go. let's go, go. go,
2: go, go, go.
0: Welcome to the Good Roundup. The Good Roundup is from us three people who work for an agency, a brand consultancy in the UK called Good. I am Stuart Steele, your host for this podcast.
1: Stripping off the <laughs> tongues with <laughs> yeah. Jury. Oh, I am Julie Murdoch, your contributor to this podcast. And
0: lastly, and most definitely not leastly, the man d- with the articles. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Loveson, <laughs> <laughs> hello. <laughs> oh, we're full of energy today, so no funnies, but full of energy. But, but the reason we're, we're, we're all that is because... Um, it, it's a very serious article. Oh, okay. What is the reason? So, uh, uh, Scotch, <laughs> Yeah, Very serious. It's all about the seriousness. It wasn't up. too angry, was it? No, it's not angry. But, but the title, uh, if I can just bring it up.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hold on. I'll read it. No, I've got it here. Okay. Let me introduce it because it's a serious article on a serious topic written by a serious guy. And the article is called Why Brands Need a, a serious, serious Brand Strategy. Chris, what was the (laughs) genesis? (laughs) What was the trigger? What was the trigger of that? Uh, uh, Because it's a great article. and and Explain yourself.
2: Well, it's the only article I've written, I think, that you knocked back five times before it got published. But anyway, so it's a thing that... So where did it come from? I think um, it's a thing we see a lot, a common theme. We may have talked about it before, actually, but... um,
1: I think we've talked about aspects of it. Yeah,
2: yeah. So quite a lot of the work we do, we see private equity companies funding business acquisition, you know, through a a main brand or a main business. And, you know, they buy, acquire other organizations. And I think um, there's so little kind of consideration given to what happens to the brands or what the strategy is for the brand um, to help facilitate that commitment to growth. It's almost as if they just, throw a whole load of businesses together and expect the customer to be able to pick the bones out of it. And I think um, we've seen it so often, and it's it's core to quite a lot of the work we do, so I wanted to write a piece about it to say, you know what, you need to think a bit deeper about this stuff before you start. And when you contextualise the values of this stuff, I mean, we're talking about businesses that will spend hundreds of millions of dollars on acquisitions, uh, I, you know, over quite a short period of time but spend nothing on formulating a strategy that allows facilitates customer understanding really.
1: But that's not just pri- like we've seen it a number of times haven't we not just when it's private equity firms involved just by, from global businesses that have grown also through acquisition 100%, generally Yeah. generally where it's, you know, it causes the same problem in terms of in the integration of those brands and products.
0: And, and to give an idea of what those problems are, so basically, businesses buy businesses for growth. Everybody's forward-thinking. It, it can be it can
2: be organic. I mean, it can come organically, but more often than not, certainly over the last sort of five, ten years, there's a lot of it's been through private equity, hasn't it? It's been acquisition-led. But yeah, it creates a whole load of problems. Is that what you were asking me? Yeah, it's just,
0: so, so suddenly, so th- these guys are starting to buy, because growth is key and then you just buy companies and everybody's happy because it's forward looking and then you look behind you and And it's a a transmash yeah yeah so what kind of problems does this kind of growth acquisition you know manifest itself how does it all come together
2: well i guess it's kind of like you know uncontrolled growth just creates quite a bit of confusion the way the structures the brand architectures can become really incoherent so customers and people can navigate that you know, naming conventions and the way that products are put together in portfolios become bloated and different and confusing. I think it feeds a lot of sort of internal confusion with the sales teams and people. If you if you only know what you know, you can't sell other stuff that, that may be related or, or, or marginal to that. Inefficiencies as well. There's inefficiencies in the way that you may end up running 50 social media channels instead of three, you know, if you don't consolidate. And ultimately, I think all of it just feeds customer confusion, which is the most important part. If things aren't clear for your customer, you're going to bleed value so
0: so again, just as an example of that you you buy a company that sells widget A and then widget B, and then you just they're both called widget makers. It, and then y- yeah. the problem is, well, what is the widget aim? Was what, what how do you get that as a, customer, you it, yeah, as a customer? As a customer, you spend
2: twenty minutes trying to work out the yeah. difference between the two and then go, I'm just gonna go and buy. <SCusing> yeah, I'll just go Gizmo widget. Yeah, because they're easier than
0: me yeah. trying to plow through yeah. what this company's trying to do. So it's almost the, the desire to appease internal st- stakeholders idea for growth is the thing that sacrifices that is customer awareness about how that's all integrated yeah. when, but when that's a false economy because obviously if you make sure your customers are clear on what you're going to be doing
1: yeah then you're going to get growth
2: quickly. you're right and quite often it's an exercise in simplifying and taking stuff away but it's it's just amazing to me it never ceases to amaze me how it's not thought about and mm. and to me that is what a, co- a proper corporate brand strategy does it, it aligns the the brand and the and the, and the relationship of the brand with, with products and services with the business goals where is it trying to go so you know it's it could be because it's a corporate strategy right it's it's about success and and that will be about plans for growth and if that's about acquisitive growth then you have to have a strategy that defines how you're going to fold in those new brands and products and services into your portfolio makes sense yeah, yeah so
0: even even if that means you know we buy really good design agency on monday we know that on tuesday we're going to have to get an endorsement on the thing this is a good company all, all the kind of the, the playbook about how you bring a brand into your family of brands is already defined rather than having to reinvent the wheel. Every every time, every time, yeah. And having
1: slightly different rules or slightly different conventions for every time it's done. So you lose that kind of consistency in terms of the relationship between brands and brands or brands and products or whatever. And I
2: think at the time we end up talking to companies about the pain, it's not really prioritised until it's recognised as a problem that's costing Mm. them a significant amount of money. And I think... You know, if it was a broken machine or, a f- you know, in a factory floor, it would be fixed.
1: But that's, yeah, and I think... Because it's
2: tangible and, and you can see it. Well, it's it.
1: easier to identify that you're losing value Correct. there and that you're losing revenue Correct. and the opportunity for revenue. Whereas it's harder
2: for us. Mm. It's harder to, to, to measure the loss. Um, and it does then end up festering and I get a bit of a blind spot until other people, interestingly, not marketing people, tend to bring it up. And we can talk about that in a bit. But to me, that sense of depth of understanding of a business and how, you know, to organize the architecture and the structures and the portfolios or which ones to kill, which ones to push should be what a strategy does, a brand strategy does. And I think often in our game, it's all about logos, colors, mission, vision, values, stuff that's important, but it sits comfortably within the marketing team. But often these challenges go much deeper and much broader.
1: Well, and the decisions, I think that part of the reason for that is because the decisions... That are made around which brands to retain, which brands to fold in, which brands to potentially kill off. Same with same applies for products. Those those decisions don't live within the remit of marketing. Mm-hmm. So you end up with decisions being fudged or decisions being made because internally it's what makes sense. The impact of that is that you're then making ultimately it, it harder for customers to buy from you because it's more difficult for them to navigate. Like you say, Stuart, the difference between widget A and widget B if they are essentially the same product but being treated differently yeah. from our...
2: You said it in a meeting earlier, you know, it's that inside-out bias. We, we mm. come from the outside, and, you know, in the eyes of the customer. I mean, it should be, you should organise your product, services, brands in a way that's optimised for the customer that makes it easier for them to buy.
1: Yeah, Stuart talks about the kind of frictionless experience, that yeah. sort of seamless experience that customers are looking for that ultimately, you know, the role that content has, the role that, you know, but that brand has to sort of educate and help shortcut that decision making process if you're making it harder then you're then of course you're losing opportunities and losing ultimately value
0: when we talk about these things you know in Our beautiful ivory tower it always seem quite obvious that of course that 's what you should do i 'm always quite interested in why it 's happened, and I think for me a lot of it is that, that the success isn 't necessarily the integration it 's the purchase so because that 's usually the obstacle of kind of getting that business by acquiring another business is a hard, difficult, complicated emotional journey journey and then when you 've got it there it 's just kind of thank god we 're here you 're in you 're now part of the family, and you 're brandy and you 're there. And I think that kind of success of the purchase hides the failure around integration. And it's, yeah. then, and it's also, it is, and the one word that I would probably come back to out of all the, the difficulties in that journey is emotional. Because you've got people who have been maybe built a company up over 10, 15 years, and it becomes theirs. And unless they're getting a deal, a great deal or whatever, it, it can be quite difficult to give that up. And that's why I think sometimes w- when I've seen it is like, well, you know, we'd like to retain something of us because, mm. we, you know, we, we, we want it all the Which same. Which is an example
2: you. of the inside out, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: but I think that emotion is only amplified by lack of thoughtful integration because, you know, we say it all the time, don't we, that change is manageable or change you know and and inevitable in some cases but it has to be managed and it has to be you know whether that's internal communication whether it's you know customer communication it has to start internally and that's to your point about having that clearly defined brand strategy you know it acts as a kind of unifying thing internally for teams because you can you know in terms of articulating where the business is Mm -hmm. going and where all the um, brands Mm -hmm. acquisitions products sort of fit as part of that
2: So, so, you know, reaching beyond the marketing kind of, you know, colors and logos and visions and values, it does ask some quite challenging questions of, of the organization. You know, we're about to kick off one of these consultations, you know, and it's going to ask them some fundamental questions about how they organize their business and where the value lies. You know, what's the best brand to align some products and services under rather than others to facilitate growth? Is it one brand? Is it multiple brands? You know how how does it play into conventions for naming products underneath that? These are quite difficult yeah. things.
1: But we're very clear about that, aren't we? When we undertake any of these projects, that there there is undoubtedly going to be pain. You know, <laughs> and unless you kind of Friction. go into it and, and embrace it to a certain extent, then you're always going to end up with some sort of hybrid solution that kind of does does yeah. do completely one or the other. That's
2: Stuart's point. I think that so much energy is put into getting the deal over the line, and then we're all happy, but. Actually, you now uh, need to the difficult what the, bit.
0: That's, yeah, that's where the job starts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And which, I, th- I, think, I think, again, having a deeper brand strategy that goes beyond vision, mission, values, color, logo, uh, typefaces, which is, again, all very important the building blocks of what the brand is, it also lets people know at the point of acquisition what's going to happen beforehand. It manages and, expectations. And I think what it then does is, listen, this is part of the deal. that You are probably, there's probably two options of how your business is going to be brought in. Mm -hmm. And you probably fit in option one and this is going to happen before you go in and it just means that everybody understands what's going to happen. And if that's going to cause problems, because we've seen it, we've seen the challenge when you kind of go, everything will be all right. Now we're just bought, we're fine. And then let's look at integration afterwards. And then there's a plan and they go, well, no, I don't know about that. And then suddenly everything just slows down. Yeah and then you've got three logos on a home page.
2: Yeah, because you're pleasing three masters, yeah. trying to ride three horses. Yeah. And and again, and the person come at, it, come at it from the customer yeah. point of view, you go, which horse do I want?
0: Yeah. Why is that logo there? Mm-hmm. And Who is that?
1: But we we talked, we've talked about this before in a different podcast, which I can't remember what we, what the topic probably was. Done but the but about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably done the same one. Probably not you know, this, out. but I mean, you know, we've talked about I think we we did a we talked, we did a pod ages ago about brand leadership. In mm. the B2B space I think mm. we were talking about But I think the same applies here If you don't have that really clear Direction from the top Then you're fucked anyway
0: Yeah.
2: Or oh, are we saying that on this podcast <laughs> Oh we are <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's why,
0: why change or the habit You're on a hide into nothing Yeah.
1: yeah. Yes good
0: or or to, Note to editors just edit no, leave, no don't leave it now. As, right. the, as the Gaelic language would say You're fucked Okay, <laughs> okay. Yes, but, you but you're right. Point. Yeah, you know
1: that kind of clarity of kind of vision and direction and
0: yeah, it's all going to be that leadership has got to be at the beginning rather than after you've crossed the line. Yes, has got to be there at the beginning when, I, when the gun is fired.
2: And the gun is fired. And and I think what's also interesting as an observation is that we see the catalyst for change doesn't necessarily come from the marketing team. It comes from elsewhere, doesn't it? It comes from Sales teams who are struggling, you know, to, to 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 navigate their own portfolio, it could come from you know HR people who say we don't really know what we're about here. We need to you know with Have new stuff, yeah, employee brand. Employee um, brand. It, it could come, come, come from product teams, yeah, where, it, Or you've know, got yeah.
1: confused, you know, you've got conflicting or not conflicting, compromised value props or overlapping value propositions when it comes to trying to define that for even products yeah. or ranges or you know collections, whatever. Because the, the
2: challenges manifest themselves in the deepest, darkest corners of, well, of the business. It, and
0: somebody who goes in the last t- two months has talked to something like 20 salespeople over yeah. three different companies, that's where you go to because that's where it lives or dies. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. great at the board level to go, you know what, Here, here's our inspiration and this is what we're doing. And then you go back to the guys on the floor. And go, so, how do you use that on a day-to-day level? a like the basis they go, we don't because yeah. it takes too long, and actually just cut. And that's where, and it's important. And you know, the, these are literally the, the the brand ambassadors. They're not somebody up in the boardroom. It's the people going out and talking to people and press it, pressing the flesh and saying this is us. And if it's not going down there, and that's not being used, everything's getting weak. So we've done quite a lot of work recently and talking to people about how. Th- Sales team about how they talk about the brands. Where, when did they talk about the brands? What did they, and building that round and and then taking that back upstairs. Because yeah. And do
2: you, Do you think that's a useful? It's do like you think an, that's always the best starting oh, point? Well,
0: it, when you're talking to somebody whose lit whose livelihood is literally to try and get a sale as quickly and as easily as possible, and their commission is based on making sure the story. You is see as how they use the brand. Yeah. Because they they know when it's used and when it's not, and they know when it's got power and when it's not. And that's that's that to me is the the shortcut to
2: Do you think that they find they in general, do they think that brand is valuable in that Yeah, sense? I
0: think I think they do. I just think it's just it's poorly they, defined yeah, for them. I think I think they do absolutely because they know that they are walking in representing a whole set of values and yeah. distinctions that are different from the competition. Yep. So they absolutely, you know, and they're proud to work with that company.
2: So is the difference that it's not there for them in a coherent fashion to yeah. To parrot fetch effect effectively, well,
0: I think the kind of does the salesperson recognise what's being said on the website? Yeah, and does it connect? And I'm going, so you're saying this? We'd never say that. I go, why not? because the people we talk to, X, Y, Z. Yeah, or or something. And what's happened occasionally is that we we get a little, uh, we get some. I mean, I've done presentations which are just basically lines from salespeople. It's good. Yeah. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. I said, I've not, I've not written anything. I've just taken out what you've got, and and articulated that and married that in with the brand so that everybody's kind of happy. They can sell and you can promote. It all works. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's uh, that to me. Then so to your point of that's where a strong and especially when you're talking to a company that's maybe acquired another company and the original sales team of the of the master brand. Go, we don't know how to talk about that. Yeah. We don't know how to introduce yeah. it. We don't know because we did this and we can understand the level of doing that, but we don't quite know how to introduce it. As a, you know, Rather than say, well, we bought this company. This might be interesting to you. They, mm. you know, especially when these guys are going and not, their job is not to sell the brand, but to solve the customer problem. And it, and that's what they're trying to do. They're listening. It's always a consultative sale. And if they can't articulate how that brand, that new brand is going to solve that customer's problem, they're just not going to mention it. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: And I was just gonna say we're talking a lot, we've t- or we've talked a lot about um growth through acquisition and where we see the resulting pain points, you know, from a p- lack of a coherent brand strategy on that front. But we've also seen it, um I'm trying not to say you know all the time and it's really <laughs> difficult. <laughs> don't you, <remember? laughs> uh, you we've don't also cut. seen it with some of our big B2B clients where they have been looking to enter a new market or vertical, and there's been a sense from usually the product team or sometimes product and marketing that they need to create some sort of sub-brand or sometimes it's a tagline just, but sometimes it's literally a, a, a slightly different, you know, Acme brand, healthcare, whatever it is, that sits alongside them. And I think, again, without a... Uh, and that's not necessarily... I'm not saying that's always the wrong wrong decision to make, but... Without, unless there's, unless there is a clearly defined brand strategy that helps guide all of these decisions, then you end up with, you know, a massively disparate collection of brands and products. And again, same issues, confused yeah. sort of portfolio, a set of wheels after, that have been reinvented <laughs> fifteen times. Fifteen mm, times, yeah. exactly. So, in terms of some of the, the same issues you talked about around inefficiency, you know, um, confusion, internal confusion, customer, con- you just you don't have, without that clear set of guidelines or rules in some cases then you know the the uh, opportunity for teams across the business to go yeah. off and start creating things that just add layers of complexity to that overarching yeah. uh, master brand is is always there um so yeah same 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 uh, issues i guess but just present slightly, slightly different lens yeah. yes
2: present slightly differently i think it's also interesting that you know our job is. It's not necessarily to, con- you know. Sometimes you find yourselves in a scenario where you can see the patterns because you see it with other clients and you recognise the issues, but they're not quite there yet themselves. Mm. But it's it's, it's interesting because it's not our job to convince them that they need to do this. They need to recognize come to Jesus that. themselves. <laughs> you know, Are you but we can yourself Jesus. I'm calling, religious
1: figures are being correct. He, he is our correct. brand god. Correct. The son of our brand god. But
2: it's important that that, you know, that then it's up to us to help kind of, I guess, as plain ends would say, lead the sale in that sense. To mm-hmm. say, like, we can we've seen this before and we can we can help fix it. But it's going to be challenging. So it needs unity and clarity at the top of the organization that this is something that they're going to lean into. This can't come from a brand manager north. It has to come from CEO South, if you know what I mean, or, that or somewhere yep. at that, that yeah, level, for it, for it to really uh, grip. Soundtrack. So yeah, that was one more piece. Was about. And I, I wrote a little definition, Stuart, about, about what I think a, a good brand strategy should do. Yeah,
0: I suppose now is a good opportunity for you to share that definition. <laughs>
2: and I don't know whether we'll use this uh, in, in the future, but I like it because it says that a good brand strategy manages the interrelationships between products, services, and the corporate entity organizing them in such a way as to minimize confusion for customers on their way to purchase in a sentence that's what a good brand strategy should do
1: you're
2: you up,
0: Julie. no yeah,
1: um, i was just yawning I was
2: oh, they so the point is you need to go deeper than logos colors vision mission values you need to understand what is driving the business and then the yes. brand can follow because what do we say Brand
1: well, strategy, strategy is, is business, business strategy.
2: strategy. Thank, thank you and good night.
0: No, no, we will not finish it because you, the the reason <laughs> the reason that we uh, the reason that I pushed back on this I don't think it was quite five times. I uh, think
1: it was maybe four.
0: Maybe four, but uh, th- because the original title was "Why Brands Need a Corporate Brand Strategy."
2: Yes, and I still think corporate's a good word
0: but in there. I, I, I,
1: Stuart I argues that it's unnecessary.
0: I think it's unnecessary. And also I think corporate suggests that you need this at scale uh, when you're big. Whereas I think what's nice about the serious brand strategy is that I don't think there's... Businesses of all size should be thinking about this at the beginning, not just when they start, you know, we're, we've just been bought for $10 million and we're now going to be mm-hmm. a big company. I think, I think even the smallest company should go... T- You know, and they might not use it for five years, but I think when they're coming up with a brand strategy, these are questions. The questions that you're raising, like what happens if you're acquiring, what happens if you're doing a partnership, What, what does that mean, what does it mean for the brand, and how does it work, and what's the playbook? So for me, it's a serious brand strategy can be from some of our smallest clients to the to the biggest, and I think that's the that to me is. Uh, no, you could say that as corporate, but for me, it suggests that it's only for the big points. I think a brand at every level should be considering yeah. it to some degree.
2: And I, I don't disagree with you. I don't. You're not wrong. I, just, I suppose what you're saying Uh-oh. is you're <laughs> not wrong. But but yeah, what what you're effectively saying is define the word corporate. But for me, when I when I wrote it, um, I felt that that word conveys a seriousness or elevates elevates it beyond. Marketing, and takes it into the realm of you know this is a high this is a higher level consideration, and it just made me feel good. you <laughs> oh. <laughs> know, <laughs> but I think, but but you know, it, it drives it above products, it drives it above brands, it takes it to the top entity, and quite often there is a a mother or a master corporate entity that sits above this stuff, and that's what I was trying to say. And just to push back a little bit, I mean other other words other industries use corporate as a prefix like finance corporate finance you could argue it's just finance yeah, I you, don't, could. Yeah, you, could. you could but yes yeah. yeah, so you're saying it's unnecessary i take your point point. Yeah. and actually i did take it out quite a lot i did yeah, you take did it not, out, you did,
0: out and, out. and, and I, it's not and i say I, I think it's i mean don't get me wrong there's a lot of other stuff i was wanting to take but i mean was it just about the corporate stuff? <laughs> 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 it was a lot of with his big his big brand hammer <laughs> switch it up. Brand hammer. But I mean I I think it's I, I think it's a good point to kind of go to take branding seriously. And that's what our vision is to kind of Yeah, m- to make, make it, ser- it better understood. Valued and respected. Yes. Yeah. I think it's not just the fluffy the, the domain of the fluffy colouring in department. This Correct. has huge this will stop your bleeding value. Yeah. This will help promote growth. And especially with some, you know, the 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 growth sits with the master brand as opposed to being dispersed a, a, along a number of ways. No, and that's just one of the benefits of having a serious brand strategy, as well as just having a, a brand strategy. Going well, our logo's this, and here's our vision yeah, around. and here's our brand
2: guidelines. Wow, okay. Well, having a set of brand guidelines
1: isn't having a brand strategy, is it? That's no, well, it's a set of brand guidelines. But thing.
2: but that's what you know, because when I researching did. the article, I did I did look on the internet, and if you do it. You look for a brand strategy, that's what you get. Yeah, It's quite interesting.
1: But then I think that, do we, you know, because I kind of agree with both of you. I didn't, chal- I didn't really <gasps> question it, I know. Um, I didn't question it when I first read your article, but then when Stuart sort of said, I feel this is unnecessary, I kind of, I don't disagree with that either, mm. because it's, does the inclusion of the word corporate just make us feel better about yeah using you're right the term brand strategy brand strategy is if we believe brand strategy yep. is business strategy you shouldn't need the word corporate you're right and true to, to, to our own so values serious. of simplicity yeah.
2: taking out the bullshit you're absolutely right which is why i did it
0: thanks Chris. <laughs> you're the best see
1: you can that. YTV.
2: we also just need to mention our two uh our, our new editors
1: our new our new uh, s- not, yeah. staff
2: Jack and Will Enterprises, Inc.
1: Jack, yeah, indeed. Have been sure up until this point has been doing all the editing of this fine podcast and he's Aye. done a very good job. Thanks. But now we've got the professionals on board, yep. Jack and Will, yep. who are taking over the reins yep. and did a sterling job with the last one. So yep. good luck with this one.
0: Good money on it, it turns out. if only you'd known I'd known I could have done it. It's been good. S- bye. Bye bye. bye.